Catacresis and the Glen Punnet, August 2nd. It is a room full of beautiful people, all looking extremely bored. I have somehow found myself among them, looking at myself in the mirror like them, wearing specially selected clothes in an attempt to appear sophisticated without seeming willfully so. This only works sometimes, but often it doesn't. I am called. My name is mentioned over the loudspeakers, and some people look my way. I am slightly famous, although I wouldn't expect these down-and-out models to know it. Some of their eyes are darkened. Arms are covered with scars. Makeup can cover it even if it can't disguise years of bad living. I go into a room. This room is known as the room of private marriages. I am taken in and undressed. I am given a white tunic and a headscarf. Then am led into a low-lit room with several shadowy figures seated in armchairs before a big kidney-shaped table, as if they were members of some secret society. I assume you know why you have been called before us today? I know nothing, oh high ones. Good. It is important that you know nothing other than what you are supposed to know. We have another mission for you. We need you to do another infiltration. Can you do it? Yes. Where? You will be told later. Go into the other room for prep. That will be all. You will be paid in the usual way. I am led into the other room and asked to sit down in a reclining chair by a silent but beautiful assistant. She is tiny. I regard her for a moment and admire the soundless way she whisks in and out of the room, and then I have forgotten her completely. I turn my study to the small box of powder on the counter. I open it, pinch a small quantity between my fingers, and place it in my nose. Soon, another professional assistant comes in. It is she who will work on me for the next few hours. I ask her to bring me a bottle of whiskey. She tells me that it is imperative that she have my concentration for the next two hours, 
so no whiskey. She begins to massage my face, then applies white makeup. I give some thought to insisting on that bottle of whiskey. A high-pitched noise penetrates my ears. Soon I am finished and let out like a blind person, one person holding each of my arms. It is very ceremonial. I am taken into a room full of the most beautiful people imaginable, all in various stages of dress or undress. All are posing in strange positions. I can see all the muscles of their bodies, defined, bulging, cut. I would admire them if I hadn't seen the same thing so many times before, everywhere I went. It is the time of the beautiful people, after all. Beauty is common, so much so that a charactered ugliness is highly valued now. We are willful and wild, and the sinking and pitching comes into focus. I am in love, but I hate my lover. I am shown the people I need to infiltrate. I know they are all married. We are all married. Each of us has been tempted by strange women. One with a shattered nose. One with three eyes. One with a split mouth that spreads from ear to ear. It is my job to see that the new people follow the same role. It is my job to see that we all go to the same hell after we die. This is important for myself and everyone in our club and everyone who has gone before us. We are models and we are beautiful, but that is all that we are, if not doomed. I see my quarry and home in. I ask if I may come in but am not immediately accepted. After some time, though, I am a part of the group and the conversation. I propose to my new friends that we find another studio to relax ourselves in. I know that it sounds like an obvious trap, and I am relying on the curiosity of those in peril. It works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. I never know when it will. This time, it doesn't. The men clutch their rings, as do the women. 
I have to see if my quarry will talk more about themselves or be inquisitive about others and hold back about themselves. It's the former. So I draw their attention away from the party and onto their personal lives. I make them believe that they could be models of a sort, that people will value certain aspects of their looks. We enter the agency. It is dark, but a receptionist is still working. They sit down at first, but are then brought with me into the room with the elders. They are asked to sit in the chairs, and another person will be brought in front of them. This person is guilty of killing another model, and will be dealt with through our internal justice. I tell them that they have the choice of life or death for the murderer, and it will become a fashion shoot. Lots of white powder is provided for, and they rub their fingers in it with great zest. Their cold hearts warmed and bubbling over, I know that they are in my power. I bring out the accused, the son of my highest superior. Naturally, they choose death for him. I prepare the ritual devices and bring in the executioners, three insane women, one with a shattered nose, one with three eyes, and the third with a split mouth that spreads from ear to ear. Mm.